Hello, Dick. Boys, I'm sorry I missed you last week. I was in the wilds of Alaska, and I climbed the highest mountain to try to get Saul reception, and I still couldn't get it. Gee, how uh, that, that's well, impressive, Dick. Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> <laughs> and you survived. Outstanding. Uh, no, I appreciate it, mate. But uh, the NFL preseason, uh, what have you learnt so far as we're, what, three weeks out from week one? Well, I think the first answer to that question is not much. Uh, but there are a couple of names that are that are jumping out. Uh, quarterback position, Trey Lance has looked very much the part of a starting quarterback. Uh, obviously, you have to take that with a grain of salt because uh, a lot of times he's playing against uh, second-teamers. But, you know, he's he's doing a very nice job. Uh, George Pickens, the uh, wide receiver for Pittsburgh, played against my Seahawks this last week and just bullied him. Uh, looked very, very good. And uh, he, he should absolutely be in the rotation for the Steelers. And the question there is, who's going to be their starting quarterback, and there's no question who the Steeler fans want it to be, and that is the rookie Kenny Pickett. Uh, Every time one of the other quarterbacks, uh, be it Mason Rudolph or anybody that was in there not named Kenny Pickett, basically threw an interception or an incompletion, the crowd would boo, they would chant Kenny, and then when Kenny came in, he couldn't do anything wrong. So uh, that'll be very interesting. As you know, Pittsburgh Steeler fans are very, very passionate and they are hoping beyond hope that they have their quarterback of the future uh, that replaces Ben Roethlisberger and becomes a 15-year starter just like Big Ben. What's going on with Tom Brady? Because he's been given leave over at Tampa Bay, hasn't he? Yeah, some family leave, which I think is uh, just another indication of uh, you know the, the meaningless nature of preseason, particularly when you're a veteran. Uh, the more veteran you are, the more established you are, the less important preseason is. Preseason is very, very important for rookies. It's very, very important for guys that are on the bubble of making teams, on the bubble of becoming a starter or a backup. Those are really what preseason is for. But guys like Tom Brady, I mean, Tom can show up a couple of days before the regular season starts, and you know he's going to be ready to go. I know that Deshaun Watson played a bit of time the other day, Dick, but I, I don't think he received a, a good reception off the off the crowd. But what's the what's the time frame on the NFL and uh, well, the time frame on the NFL working out whether they're going to win this appeal or not? That's a great question. This it is it has taken much much longer than I thought it was going to take, and uh, you know the the original decision. Uh, took much longer than I thought it was going to take. The appeal has taken much longer than I thought it was going to take. And so uh, uh, they're they're pushing for a full season. Uh, they may come up with something in the range of uh, of twelve games or so. Uh, but the original uh, the original punishment is is not anything that the NFL wants to uh, wants to see. So uh, it has to be it has to be done in the next week and a half. It absolutely has to. It cannot carry on to the regular season. I mean, the Browns need to know how many games their quarterback is suspended for officially. So mm-hmm. we will, without question here, uh, by the by the week prior to their first game, we will def- – that's, that's the drop-dead date. So we're talking a week and a half. That's hey. the absolute drop-dead date and when we're going to – when we're going to hear something about Deshaun Watson. And you mentioned he wasn't, he wasn't treated very nicely, but he was also on the road, too. I think he was – wasn't he in New York? I'm trying to remember. I think he might have been in New York. So uh, you know how those fans are going to treat uh, treat anybody that has uh, a rap sheet, that's for sure, or, or anybody that's accused of having a rap sheet. Uh, the New England Patriots, uh, is the Bill Belichick era 
losing steam in a big way. I'm looking at their season win total. It's set at eight and a half here with Tab, the over and under. Oh, they just have no weapons, do they, to help Mac Jones this season? And they don't even know who's going to be calling the plays for him. That's exactly right. Uh, they have non-dynamic running backs. Uh, they're, they're fine. You know, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, they're, they're, they're fine. They're, they're nothing special. Their wide receiver core is absolutely nothing special, and their quarterback's nothing special. Um, I, think the, I think the Patriots are going to try to win football games kind of similar to the other future Hall of Fame coach uh, that is coaching right now without a quarterback, and that's here in Seattle. I'm at the practice facility right now. I'm about ready to walk in to find out who's going to be the starting quarterback. They hmm. might even name it as soon as today. And, you know, you've got Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, two established, great Hall of Fame caliber coaches. You know, Belichick has obviously accomplished more than Carroll, but they're both uh, tremendous. They're both defensive-minded, and they're going to try to win games the same way this year, and that is take care of the ball. Hunting is not a bad play. Um, Do not turn the ball over and let your defense put you in a position where you can win a low-scoring game at the end. That is going to be how Seattle has to win. That's going to be how New England has to win. But I don't see either one of them making the playoffs this year. Dick, what about in the golfing world? Where are we at? Live Tour versus PGA. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, today's news is that uh, Tiger Woods is on the prowl meeting with uh, most, if not all. No way. Top 20 golfers. Yeah, top 20 golfers. And uh, he's going to try to basically bring some solidarity as the live continues to pluck guys away. It looks like Cameron Smith is going to be that next guy. And uh, the the more guys that live plucks, the the stronger it becomes. And I think the PGA's only hope is that the world rankings points and also the majors decide that live players cannot participate. Because if the majors say that live players can participate, honestly, guys, what is the reason for a Cameron Smith, if indeed he officially goes to live and hits the ball on the live tour, what is the reason for him to come back to the PGA Tour if he can get paid tens, if not you know, $100 million on the live tour and play in the four majors? What else does the guy need? In uh, the NBA, we've just got a question here on the text line. Morning, lads. Quick question for Dick Fain. With the NBA retiring the number six jerseys, and this is for the late, great Bill Russell, isn't it? Why did LeBron get the special treatment when he has never worn the number six jersey? I think he did at one point, didn't he? he but did. Bart's yes. sending yeah, that one through. Yeah, he wore the number six originally. Um, you know, I, it, this happened in baseball as well uh, with Mariano Rivera, who was uh, the greatest closer in, in baseball history, pitched for the Yankees for, gosh, almost 20 years. Um, Jackie Robinson's number was retired, I want to say, 15 to 20 years ago, some ago, somewhere in there. And Mariano Rivera was grandfathered in and was allowed to wear 42 until he retired. So he became the, the last person ever to win 40, uh, wear 42. Uh, and then once he retired, then no one was able to wear it, uh, wear it again. So I'm assuming that's uh, kind of the same situation. And uh, Kevin Durant, what's the latest here as far as uh, where he'll end up next season? It's looking less and less like Brooklyn. I mean, when you've got a guy in, in Kevin Durant that continues to overstep his bounds as a player. I mean, I understand star players should have some say, 
Um, we had that situation with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wanted more say in Seattle than he was getting in personnel. Kevin Durant certainly wants way more say in personnel. He's, he's I mean, almost to the level of LeBron, where he's just trying to pick players. Uh, the only difference is LeBron doesn't have spats with his general manager and with his owner and with his head coach. And Kevin Durant's gone so far as to say it's either them or me. And you either get rid of Steve Nash, you either get rid of Sean Marks, the GM, or you trade me. And it's just, it's a real toxic situation. And it's really unfortunate because Kevin Durant has put himself into this position. Kevin Durant had an opportunity to be a beloved figure in the NBA. Um, 10, 15 years running, being the second best player in the NBA next to LeBron James. And he would have gone down in history as a beloved figure and yet he is just continually whether it's his you know burner accounts on twitter that get exposed him lashing out on his own social media sites against you know media members or fans that are criticizing him and now this basically demanding a trade if his coach or gm is is kept on i mean it's just a really bad look for kevin durant and it's really unfortunate because his career didn't have to end this way not that and and maybe it won't end, end this way maybe he'll turn things around Maybe he'll land in a, in a better place. Maybe he'll mature over the last five or six years of his career and be beloved in the end. But right now, he is not a beloved figure in the end. Just finally, Dick, in the Major League, uh, San Diego, the Padres. Uh, how have they been going since acquiring Juan Soto? And they've had some drama, haven't they, big time, with uh, Fernando Tatis? Man. Absolutely. So they require Juan Soto, which was the biggest move by far at the trade deadline and and arguably the biggest acquisition in the history of the Major League Baseball trade deadline, uh, getting a mega star um, that they're going to have for double digit years. And then for Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, I mean, we've, we've all heard these excuses before for steroids, right? I'm sure you've had plenty of steroids issues in Australia where you heard all the excuses under the sun of why the, this might be the best, guys. This is great. This evidently was a, a spray that you use to treat ringworm. And according to Fernando Tatis's dad, who also was a Major League Baseball player, it was a bad haircut that led to the ringworm infection that led to him using this spray. Well, it's been exposed now that spray one you can't even buy it in the united states it's not approved by the fda and two it says right on the box you can look it up on twitter it says right on the box clobetazole or whatever the name of the steroid is so it's it's basically saying on the box it has a steroid in it and yet he uses it i mean (laughs) i mean okay he's either a cheater or he's an idiot and probably a little of both yeah, that's that's not bright. Not bright at all. Uh, we might get you to give us your NFC division winners next week, Dick, as we look towards the oh, NFL season. Is that too early? I, I just figured you'd probably have lose less sleep over that than the AFC, which uh, looks a real toss-up. Yes, I can give you the NFC next week. That shouldn't take me too much time researching. Then I'm really, I'm going to, once we go to the AFC, I'm going to have to really dig into my research. Yeah, thought as much. In fact, just quickly, we've got a couple of questions here. Clearly, Chicago Bears fans asking how they'll fare. Oh, it's going to be grim, isn't it? Well, it all depends on Justin Fields, guys. Um, and, and like it does in the NFL. I mean, if you have a quarterback, and, and Justin Fields certainly has the potential. We haven't seen it yet, but. He has the potential to be a top half of the NFL starting quarterback. And maybe eventually he's got the potential to be a top eight or ten starting quarterback. He's certainly there, not there yet. But if he has a top 
half of the NFL starting quarterback season, the Bears can definitely challenge in that division for a playoff spot. Now, Green Bay is better than Chicago. Minnesota is better than Chicago. But Chicago's close enough that if if Justin Fields has a, a good to very good year, they could at least be right around 500 and be knocking on the door for a playoff spot at the end of the season. We'll leave you today, Dick, with this text from one of our listeners. Morning, boys. Please tell Dick my wife loves his voice, thinks it's very sexy. <laughs> well, so there's one woman in the world. <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. And you know what? I love that I love that text because I'm going to go home and tell my wife just that. I'm <laughs> you, say, you know what? Somebody out there thinks my voice is sexy. You do that, mate. Thanks so much as always. <laughs> See you, boys.